Welcome to episode 24 of Chew On This, a Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. All right, so we teased a while back, I would say, what, like three or four podcasts ago that we had some big news coming. Yes. The big news is is that we're actually uh, going to be podcasting from our first uh, Comic-Con, I guess it would be called. It's called the uh, the West Sacramento Intergalactic Expo, and... Um, we were invited back in January, so we've had to keep this under the lid for five months now um, until it got a little bit closer. Um, <clears throat> it's going to be uh, uh, a week from this Sunday, May 22nd, which is a su- uh, Sunday again. It's in West Sacramento, and specifically it's going to be the West Sacramento Civic Center in uh, 1110 West Capitol Ave. So that's the big announcement our big, our big uh, event, or our first big event that we're going to. Yeah, this is very exciting. And the fun, the funny thing is, is that um, this was after four episodes. <laughs> <laughs> after four episodes, we're like, come on down. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that later in the podcast because um, we're going to do something a little different. This is our little intro here um, because we actually have um, a special guest later. So a couple, a couple of little things for us that we're going to have some interviews going. Um, we'll have three or four interviews that we're going to be talking about. Uh, maybe a few surprise guests. Um, I think we're going to have some. We're, we'll have some giveaways. Um, yes. Uh, during that, um, hopefully we'll get some uh, cosplay players walking around and be able to talk to them. And immediately after this podcast or this intro, I should say, uh, stick around. This is a short intro. We're going to have the actual person running this entire show, and her name is uh, Stephanie Rector. So uh, thank you, Stephanie, for inviting us and actually yes. sitting down and talking with us for this uh, for this intro. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for the invite. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, so this will be – I think this will be my fourth uh, con. Um, <clears throat> and I think, we, I think we mentioned before that – how we actually met was at a Star Wars celebration co- uh, convention. Um, I've been. This will be my fourth. Uh, I don't know how many. I think you. I think you trumped me a lot in this. Um, yeah, I've I've been a lot. I um I did uh, celebration one was actually my first con. Then I did two and three. Um, funny thing is, right after three was my first actual Comic Con in San Diego. So I, I had a big summer that year in two thousand five. How many did you do con. that year? How many did you do that year? So uh, 2005, I did two cons. I did Celebration 3, and then like three months later, I was in uh, San Diego. And then oh, I've right. gone there. I've been to San Diego, I think, four times, three celebrations. So this will probably be like my eighth con, I think. Yeah, so. my very first uh, – actually, that was my second convention. My first one was um, somewhere in North Jersey uh, over by the then MetLife Stadium um, at a hotel, and it was a big convention hall there. I basically went there because Peter Mayhew, Peter Bullock, and David Prowse, Darth Vader himself, were going to be there. And the oh, tickets, cool. yeah, the tickets were really cheap. So I'm going to just go. It was cheap tickets. I got to meet these guys. Um, and I just went. I have pictures uh, with those, the three of those guys. That was my first major con experience. And David Prowse actually doesn't really, uh, he's not really around the circuit anymore, is he? No, he, because of he, well, the falling he got, out. Yeah, he got banned from major Star Wars stuff, but he's still allowed to do his own conventions, I I believe. Or not his okay. own conventions, but like, you know, other other type of conventions. But actually the reason why he doesn't do them anymore now is cuz I think he's pretty sick. 
Did, well, did, did he go under the guise of like, hey, I was Darth Vader, or did they take that away from him too? It was just like a creepy old man. <laughs> no. <want> autographs. <laughs> no, he actually, he actually, I have a picture of him um, from Empire Strikes Back that they were giving out, and it just basically says uh, uh, David Prowse is Darth Vader. Um, okay. And uh, well, that's, yeah, he that's was, cool. Yeah, that was my first major experience. And then this, the, the second one was when I met you at Celebration 3. Yeah. I think Celebration 3 for me was like, um, well, up until then, that was the best uh, Star Wars con that I'd been to. But this last one really took the cake. Um, <laughs> yeah. I had a lot of, lot of good memories uh, about that last con, especially the first night. <laughs> <laughs> I think a little, a little background for that one or a little story for that one. I'll try not to get too much into it before we move on to the good stuff with Stephanie. But that night we had, again, we had met at Celebration 3 and we were you know, highly anticipating the new movie. So we decided to go to this celebration seven. We got so excited, or at least I got so excited. I thought that we should celebrate the night before the JJ panel. Now, if now, anybody now remember, remember the plan, right? The plan was to go get in line around three or four in the morning. So we right. thought, you know, maybe we should get, get some sleep, but instead what, what did we do? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, in, so the night before the JJ panel, uh, the opening day, we decided, or I decided for us, that we should celebrate because this is like what? Uh, how many years coming for us to go back to a celebration together? Oh my gosh! Um, well, this this would have been our ten, close to our ten year friendship anniversary. If that sounds right. so bad, it sounds so bad. <laughs> um, but our 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 friend friend anniversary, yeah. Yeah, so we just I thought it was it was fitting that we should celebrate that night after planning over a year for this and, and ten years almost ten years in the making. So we basically just we, we closed all the bars down and we thought, eh, no big deal, we'll just, you know, go to sleep for a half hour and uh we'll we, you know, we'll go back online and, and sleep online. So basically what ended up happening was we didn't wake up in a half hour. We <laughs> <laughs> we woke up three hours later, um, rushed to the line still drunk and um and we missed the jj panel by what 50 people yeah it was such a small margin and we got there and basically laid on the floor the floor the cement floor was nice and cold <laughs> so like we just laid down on that floor because we were just just shit-faced um well at least we were coming out of it by then but still it was pretty bad yeah so even if we even if we got online two hours later we still would have been in the auditorium and seen, you know, seen it there. Instead, we could not have been further away from the auditorium. We were like in the second floor on the opposite side of the building from where it actually was. Yeah. Um, and basically saw it on TV um, like you could have if you just signed on to StarWars.com from anywhere in the world. <laughs> <laughs> right. We, we were watching it from like 100 yards away, like on a big on a, one of those big portable screens or whatever with a bunch yeah. of people. Yeah. It was, it was, it was more than a hundred yards away. <laughs> we were so far away. That whole day was a blur. The whole day was a blur, but like what was, what was really, I think maddening. So before the, the screening happened, we were sitting in line and every now and then I'd go on Facebook just to kind of see what everyone was talking about. And JJ, apparently JJ and Kathleen Kennedy showed up there with donuts and coffee and gave it to the first, like, few hundred people that were there and, and yeah, they I'm bought watching pizza. this. They bought pizza for everybody. Oh, it was pizza, pizza at night. But I think they did like coffee and donuts in the morning or some shit. Uh, maybe that was at Comic-Con. I don't remember, but I think pizza, you're right. It was something. 
they bought a bunch of free, you know, brought a bunch of food for people who were first in line. And I was so depressed. I was like, oh my God, like how crappy, like we're so late, you know? But the funny thing is, is that once we got into the auditorium and then the panel started, you know, it was okay. The panel was all right. I think it would have been better if we were there. But once they showed the trailer, everything that, everything went away. All the pain, all the, you know, feeling sick or feeling upset that we were late. It all went away. Like, as soon as he said Chewy were home, we were crying. Grown men were crying. And uh, and everything was fine. That was only like a minute and a half of relief because the pain came back after we left that auditorium. (laughs) (laughs) The pain stayed the whole day, man. Yeah, the only way that would have happened is if like they put like a virtual reality glasses on me and I just watched the trailer the whole day and not thinking about (laughs) sweating, like beer sweats. (laughs) So that was, you know, that was the best experience I think, you know, that we had at, at a con. I think we both share that together, but. One of the, the first experiences that I had, um, it was the same year, uh, not, uh, it was 2007. It was the second time I went to San Diego Comic-Con. And uh, my brother and I, we just kind of wandered around. We, we kept getting so lucky as far as like everywhere we went, we were touching gold. We were getting free merch. We were getting in lines for exclusive stuff we didn't know we, we could get. We were like meeting celebrities. I mean, it was like one thing after another. And the highlight was we were kind of wandering around one day, one of the days, and someone, this uh, guy was like handing out these flyers and I just, he shoved one in my chest and I kept walking and I looked at it and it said super bad screening tonight at seven o'clock at the so, so and so theater. And I looked at my brother and I'm like, yeah, I saw a trailer for this movie. It looks pretty funny, you know? And, and uh, he looked at me and said, yeah, I think we should, we should go to that. And I'm like, all right. So we went like around four o'clock, like we figured, you know, we should go really early because we had done this before and like been late to a screening. Like I, we went two hours early and we were still late. So we're like, no, nah, let's, let's go way early this time. So we went and stood this big old line. We got in the theater. Um, they're about to start the movie. And then I look over and slow, like coming out of the, like into the room where it was still dark. I can make out the guy who played McLovin. I can make out Jonah Hill and I can make out Seth Rogen. I knew them like right away. And I was, and then they sat down like two rows behind us. And so the whole movie I'm watching super bad and I can hear Seth Rogen in the back going <laughs> like his laugh. And I was like, Oh my God, this is so like, so weird, you know? And then the movie finished and they got out and did a Q and a, and then they left. And I looked at my brother and I said, that was a pretty cool experience, you know? And then we go outside and lo and behold, ev- the whole cast is there, including uh, Judd Apatow who produced it. So it was really cool meeting Judd and his wife, Leslie Mann. And then I got a picture with Seth Rogen, uh, Benjamin, my brother, he got pictures with McLovin, Jonah Hill, and uh, and Seth Rogen, and Judd Apatow, like with everybody, essentially. Michael Sarah, he kind of like he's such a weird. I mean, he's a he's a weird cat. He's pretty. He was really funny on the panel and very charming, but like he bailed um, when the signing and the pictures and all that stuff. He he took off. So that was my like really cool experience I took away from uh, from Comic Con was uh, that super bad thing. That was really cool. Um, what was yours? I know you have one like uh, at Celebration I Three. I, I know there have, was a lot of stories. Yeah, I don't have anything really that 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 fun uh, as far as taking pictures with famous people randomly. Although the closest I have in Celebration Three was when I was coming out of the pisser and Morgan Webb was walking into the bathroom and I, I oh caught a glimpse God. of a, 
And that was it. That was like two seconds. I was like, oh, my God, Morgan, that was Morgan Webb. Morgan Webb was the shit back then, man. Yeah, it was on G4. And, and also um, Livia Munn, too. I remember meeting her um, at one of the com- – it might have been that same year that I saw Superbad. Like I said, that was a really phenomenal year for everything that we did. Um, yeah, I remember seeing Olivia Munn. G4 was like the total bomb back then. They were amazing. And I remember they had the cast of fanboys get on G4. That was like that, like two years before that movie came out. You remember they kept they kept pushing that movie back further and further and further, you know, yeah, um, till till it finally came out. So, um, also one of the things, just really quickly, but last year at the, at Celebration, um, I think it was seven, um, the one that you and I went to together. Uh, the best thing about that show to me. I mean, it was cool seeing Mark Hamill. It was cool seeing Ray Park do his thing. But watching Ian McDermott come out and do a line, do Shakespeare out of this book, out of that Shakespeare book, but saying the lines, you know, as the emperor was, uh, it was fucking amazing. We were two or three rows back. I think we were two or three rows back. We were really close to that one. He was so good. Like we we were pulling out our phones to record him, and we sat the phone down because we're like, "Nah, this is just so good." You know? Yeah, we actually lived in the moment because it was just it was amazing. I was I remember saying that to you. I was just like, "Eff it, I'm not I'm not recording this. I need to I need to just listen to him do this." And it was it seriously. If you closed your eyes, you you could just picture him in the makeup in the Death Star saying this stuff and it was just oh, unbelievable he was so in was, character you you yeah guys uh, when you get off this podcast go to youtube and type in ian mcdermott celebration seven or something like that or Ian mcdermott shakespeare star yeah. wars whatever and it, yeah, it'll it. come up with that it's it's amazing it's so freaking good so that's it for that's it for a little yeah. intro here um so on to the good stuff. Again, our the big event that we're doing, um, May 22nd, it's the West Sacramento Intergalactic Expo on uh, Sunday, May 22nd. If you're in the area, uh, go to the West Sacramento Civic Center, uh, 1110 West Capitol Ave. Say hi. Yeah, we'll have a great time. Our tickets are only 10 bucks, and I think if you're 12 and under, you get in for free. So that's right. pretty it's, good. Right, it's, it's pretty for charity, good. too. Uh, it's, it's for Make-A-Wish Foundation. Absolutely. It's a very good charity. Um, I mean, any, anything you can donate would be amazing. So, I mean, if your kid's getting it for free, I mean, just support them. Throw up five bucks. Throw a couple shekels at them. On to the, uh, the really good stuff. Um, our interview with the West, Sacram- West Sacramento Intergalactic uh, host or the leader of this whole thing. She put this all together, uh, Stephanie Rector. Welcome, uh, Stephanie Rector, to the table, and we're going to talk a little bit about the Intergalactic Expo that is coming up on May 22nd. Yeah, this is uh, this is one of those things where you never think would happen, 
uh, because we were so young into our podcast. We were, I think, four episodes in. So I was already part of uh, Stephanie's uh, website, satgeeks.com, which she's the founder of. And I remember going to her website after we had done the podcast. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to try to post on her on her com Facebook page. And um, what's the worst that can happen? She kicks us off of it <laughs> and says, stop, post- <laughs> and stop posting your crap. Stop advertising your four-episode podcast on our, on our <laughs> website. But what actually ended up happening was she actually invited us um, to do this Intergalactic Expo and asked us if we would be interested in doing a podcast after just four episodes and that that made me think two things one she's really trusting of the nerds and geek community or two she has really bad judgment (laughs) (laughs) i think if she knew us she'd probably lean more toward the bad judgment but maybe maybe we'll see we'll see if she says delete all of this stuff um so here's what we did a little we did a little uh, research because we try to come prepared somewhat um, we did a little research on Stephanie uh, based on her websites and Facebook stalking her. Um, <laughs> uh, she's like I like I said, she's the founder and organizer of SackEats.com. So what that is, from what I know, is 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 this community where it's a meetup group, um, and it's basically getting all these nerds and geeks to do all these awesome things around the Sacramento, California area. Um, one of the things that I thought was really cool that, that piqued my interest were the quiz, the geek quiz shows at bars. Mm-hmm. So what better way to get drunk than answering nerd and geek questions? Um, you are also the leader and organizer of this expo. Um, and it's happened since 2003, but it actually, I'm sorry, 2013. And it actually started with May the 4th, be with you events. Yes. So why don't you talk a little bit about how that went from the fourth events, the Star Wars Day, to the Intergalactic Expo? Um, well, it started because um, the West Sacramento Parks and Recreation had recently opened up their uh, community center, and they were looking for some fun events. And the two guys that ran the center, the superintendent and the manager, were big Star Wars fans, big geeks. And they were like, let's do, you know, lightsaber, may the fourth be with you type things. And the first year they did it themselves, they took pictures of people with lightsabers. And, and they said, we should do, we could do an event here, let's do a convention. And so they reached out to me to help them put this together. And that's, and that's why we started doing the may the fourth be with you events, because uh, I was helping them out. I was putting them in touch with, putting them in touch with the uh, 501st and some of the other clubs. And, you know, we did those a couple of years and they were a lot of fun. And then a couple of things happened. One is that May the 4th stopped being on a weekend or anywhere near a weekend and doing a Monday night convention just didn't seem the same. And um, two, uh, we did get a letter from uh, Lucasfilm saying, yeah, you probably should have used the May the 4th be with you name and, you know, you can't really say it's a Star Wars convention. That that's kind of our thing. And I said, OK, yeah, let's uh, fo- change our focus a little there and make it more of a fandom f- convention, a, a focus on the Star Wars fans and um, and also, um, you, we just wanted to be able to open it up to other clubs and groups in the area. We decided our, our thing was going to be, uh, we really wanted to support the local community and get the community involved and, and make it kind of fun for all. And so there's all these other really great sci-fi groups in the area that, you know, like the independents and, you know, you know, other groups, uh, we wanted to be able to be involved with this. So. That's that's what, how it became uh, intergalactic intergalactic expo instead of May the Fourth be with you. Oh, I still I, I kind of like the May the Fourth be with you thing, but well, because I'm a huge Star Wars fan. But but how did you come up with that name, Intergalactic Expo? It's kind of cool. 
it was actually uh, it actually came about through a contest, a Facebook contest. We so when we decided that we were going to be become when we decided we were going to become more of a sci-fi convention, not just a Star Wars convention, um, we reached out to our Facebook members and said, "Hey, what would you like our new convention to be called? You know, which, which we you know, which would what would be a great name for a sci-fi convention in Sacramento?" and um, and we had people post on the Facebook page different ideas, and people voted on those. And the one that was eventually selected was Intergalactic Expo. One of our members, uh, D- Dylan, uh, chose that name. That's pretty yeah. cool. So letting uh, actually letting the fans like vote on the name and all that stuff kind of makes it a little more personal and um, yeah. brings the community together. That's awesome. Yeah, and then another advantage that we found with uh, changing the name and moving the moving it away from May the Fourth is that that allows us to still be involved with a lot of other May the 4th events. So, you know, this year we had, we were involved with the, you know, we being SAC geeks and also the, the people involved with this event. Uh, we were able to be involved with the May the 4th be with you lightsaber battle or the cats in space, as they called it, the cats in space battle they had at the park. And, mm-hmm. um, and we, you know, we were able to do, do a free comic book day and, you know, just a lot of the things that we were otherwise on top of or missing. So just now we could be part of that event collaborate with those people, promote those events, and then still do our, our fun event later later in the month. Yeah, I guess that makes sense because I guess if you had that original name, then that would be more pigeonholed into the Star Wars community and nothing else. So by changing the yeah. name, you're able to kind of branch out a little bit and still keep Star Wars in there, but now you can kind of use all yeah. all the different types of things. And, and then we can have fun all month long, all May long. That's yeah, and that so you cool. don't get sued like, like crazy by Star Wars. Yeah, like, now Disney. So <laughs> that's yeah. how. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that too. Yeah, you know, that's the, that's the best part. So another thing about the expo that that we found that was really uh, cool is that it's it's part of the Make a Wish Foundation. Yes. Um, how did you How did you come about getting Make a Wish Foundation to, uh, that, to be part of that? We've we have been partners with Make a Wish Foundation since the beginning, since our very first May the Fourth be with you. Oh, it's awesome. Um, you know, we we just. We wanted to do something to give back to the community. We wanted, we knew this event was going to be very kid friendly, and we wanted to do something for kids. And we were thinking, you know, what's a good, you know, charity that's that works with kids, and you know, it's a lot of fun and kind of lines with their goals. And we agreed it was Make a Wish Foundation, and uh, so we reached out to them and told them we'd like to you know, raise some money for them, and that's what we've been doing for the last four years. So why don't you tell our listeners uh, out there right now how they can come about to this this expo and donate to Make-A-Wish Foundation because at the end of the day, we do want to have fun and all this stuff, but helping kids is should should be a, a, you know that, that top priority for us here. So we want everybody out there to know how they can help Make-A-Wish Foundation. Well, uh, we actually we actually raised the or we actually are raising the money for Make-A-Wish Foundation uh, two different ways this year. One way is by a hundred percent of all the fees from our vendors, like you know the table fees that the vendors pay. Um, are going directly to Make a Wish. In fact, they even they just signed up to be a vendor, made a, made a pledge. The Make a Wish Foundation representative is going to be there on site. They show up with their stuff and they pay and they get to be vendors. So that's, that's about awesome. a, half of our fun, yeah half of our funds funds will go directly to Make a Wish that way. The rest we're trying to raise through um, a we're going to have an auction on site and we're going to have a, a a drawing like a raffle drawing on site and so we've gotten uh, different sponsors and members of the community to donate different items and gift cards and things and and it will be uh you know auctioning those off and also doing a drawing for some of those you know selling uh, tickets for those and so that's how we're hoping to raise the rest of the five thousand dollar goal 
Can I can I donate Vic's time to massage for like he gives really good massages? Can I can I donate him uh, for like an hour? <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's another thing I should mention that uh, it's not too late if somebody does uh, have a gift certificate or some art item or some item they want to donate to that auction or to that's that awesome. uh, drawing. We would definitely accept it. Would very happily, very gratefully, gratefully accept that and uh, include that in that that pile and. <laughs> Hopefully we can increase our um, our uh, take for make a wish for hundred percent of everything that that we auction off or uh, raffle off um, will that will all go to Make a Wish Foundation. Not that I don't want to help the kids or anything, but the massage thing was never part of this deal. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen. Don't listen to him. Maybe I'll just do, I'll just donate money instead because I don't absolutely know what talking about. I, I'd like to do the same thing. So if there is there like a, a a booth or a customer service or somewhere there where you can donate money directly while we're there. It's yes. Of, so, so okay. there is a make a found, make a wish foundation representative and they're on site. She'll have a booth in the vendor room and she'll also, she'll be in the same place that we're having the, the uh, auction and the, and the raffle. You'll see the, the ticket booth there. And, um, but you can just, you know, donate cash directly to her. She, if she works for make a wish, she, she doesn't work for us. She works for make a wish. She's coming out from them and to help us out and, to uh, be there to collect and help, uh, you know, get you know, make sure everything's done correctly. So yeah, we you can just you know, hand her cash if you want. And, yeah. What's her What's her name? Oh shoot! <laughs> <laughs> Put you on the spot. Uh, I have to look at my notes. I'm, I'm so okay. well, she's it's just the wish make a wish. It's the make a wish lady. I'm just like, uh, Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie said to come by. Yeah. Right. So, um, make a wish so, foundation. So, Right. Yeah. Yeah. She'll have a shirt or something. Right when you walk into the vendor room, she's she's like one of the first ones you'll see right there in the center of the floor. Oh, that's smart. Booth. She's got a big big. You can't miss miss that booth. Um, And another thing I'd like to mention, uh, we we also like I said, this event is being put on in conjunction with the West Sacramento Department of Parks and Rec, the city city West Sacramento Department of Parks and Rec, and um, so they actually get the money for the ticket sales. But that's actually a good cause too, because it actually helps um, the city fund special events, children's events. They do a lot of uh, they do um, helping the kids go you know, join sport, sports and you know activities like that. Yeah, it goes right so back in the community, right? So the right, money right. just goes exactly, right, yeah, exactly. It's reciprocal. That's awesome. So, so like right now, we'd like to move into you, Stephanie, okay. about your background as neat as a nerd and geek culture. So. I know we've been corresponding over emails for a few months now, and um, I we recently responded that you you started your love with Star Wars, but your 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 big love is Star Trek. Star Trek. Um, so other than those those big those big two, I mean, you can't get much more bigger than those two right there, Star Trek and Star Wars. Um, what other stuff are you into? Uh, comic books, um, you know, things like that. I think I'm mostly a TV sci-fi geek, like I like you know, Farscape. And Firefly and Ooh, Firefly, uh, yeah, and you know, and Battlestar Galactica, and also like a lot of uh, uh, fantasy things like Buffy and Angel, Supernatural. Um, so mostly TV more than anything. I think when I, when I was growing up, I was more of a book nerd. Um, I read a lot. I read a lot of sci-fi books and a lot of Star Trek books and novels and just whatever I could get my hands on. And, and as I got older and lazier, more of a TV nerd. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, as my mind was turned to mush by, by Facebook and the internet, and then I can, can no longer sit there long enough to read a book. But I listen to a lot of audio books, though. Now. Oh, okay, okay. I'm actually currently reading the whole Expanse series, Leviathan Wakes. And, 
Okay. They're really good. I recommend them. Oh, that's good stuff. Have yeah, you, so that's do you, kind um, of thing. Have you watched The Flash? Do you watch The Flash? Uh, I watch it. I, I There's a lot of stuff I sort of watch because my, my roommate or my, my uh, fiancé watch, which my roommate's really a big super, uh, big um, comic book superhero uh-huh. person. So so those kind of, sort of things, like, they get turned on because they're on. I watch them and then I enjoy them. <laughs> but I, think, I, don't know if, I don't know if it's something I'd watch on my own. I'm, I'm less into the comic books and more into the, the sci-fi. Fantasy type yeah, stuff. Sci-fi, sci-fi and fantasy. Okay. Yeah. So, we, we like, gotta... what, like... So like Dungeons and Dragons or that kind of fantasy no, stuff, no, like, like supernatural fantasy. Like, okay, like so no of Game of Thrones here. that you're into. Oh, like I said, it's one of the, again one of those things I, I watch and enjoy because it's on. Because again, it's something like yeah, but uh, but actually I do I do like Game of Thrones, but yeah, it's 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 not like my my first go to. Right. Sort of like yeah. That's what about uh, do you like uh, Twilight and Transformers? I like Twilight Zone, <laughs> <laughs> not Twilight though. I didn't. I didn't. No, I. I uh, you know when you grow up on Buffy, then the, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Then that's what I'm talking about. Pels, pels in comparison. Um, that's yeah, what I'm talking absolutely. about. Yes. Yeah. Good. We win. That's fantastic. No, because I'm a big I'm a big Buffy guy too, and I loved Angel too. Yeah, I I, I watched sadly, <laughs> sadly when I moved out to California, it took me first. It, it took me a while to get through the first season. Uh, when I was on, well, it's still on Netflix, but it took me a while. My my cousins kept telling me stick with it. Yeah. They're just building. They're just building. So it, it literally took me a year and a half to get through yeah. a calendar year of the first season on Netflix of Buffy. But once yes. I got through the first season, I finished the rest of the five or six seasons or whatever it is after it. I finished it in three months. Yeah, I agree. This first <laughs> season is not the best season, and I actually I actually watched out of order, which is why I think I liked it. I think I think I. Uh, if I remember right, I had tuned in when it was kind of playing in real time, like not, and it was a, it might have been season three, I think it was, and you know, it was like, you know, so I just kind of happened to come up, come across it, you know, on regular live television. I was like, oh, this is cool. Got into it, got into, it, got it, and I was like, oh, I love this, and then finished the whole series, and then you know, then went back and watched the seasons I missed, and then rewatched the whole thing again, you know. Oh, okay. So yeah, sometimes you you know you actually sometimes it's shows like that where the first season is a great. You actually have a better chance when you come into it late. And yeah, just, uh, because you can a, power through. And then it. you're like, "Wait, what? What's going on? What did I miss?" And then you want to power through the first season. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good show to binge watch. Um, yes, Buffy yes, is. And definitely. then, like at some point, you have to integrate Angel in there, so you you know kind of yes, go back and I did. forth. I did. Yeah, I, I did watch all of Angel. And, I was yeah, kind of vampired out by that point in time. Really, I, no, I couldn't I, go back I, to I Angel. It was great. Um, I, I, it's on my list of things to go back to watch, but there's so many things to watch. Like you had mentioned Supernatural. I know yeah. BJ doesn't watch Supernatural. I've been trying to get him to watch. I will uh, Supernatural. It's I'm, like I'm slowly getting caught up in that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a season. I think I'm this season behind. I've got like whatever, however many this episodes yeah. were in. I'm, I'm that behind. I, know, I haven't got back and watched the first few seasons of Supernatural. Again, that was another one I got into kind of late. And the first, not, the first know? two or three seasons of Supernatural is what got me hooked. Yeah. That was some of the best different TV that I'd, I'd seen in that genre. Um, I think we're a little bit of um, we're a little bit too used to it now. Yeah. But Supernatural at that point in time kind of set the tone for, hey, you can bring in like like Grimm. Grimm yeah. kind of owes yes. Supernatural because they're bringing in all these you other see a lot things. Of plots and you're like, yeah, this is familiar. I've seen this plot before. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even even something like Once Upon a Time where they bring right. in all of the Disney characters. Well. That's almost like a, a fairy tale version right. of the supernatural. Yeah. where they bring in all the Let's folklore, bring in every, all yeah, the Santa Claus, everybody. Right, yeah. everybody's right. in there. I gotta, like, I gotta jump on that train. Dang it! Yeah, 
I, I do want to go back to what we were saying about Buffy and Angel, though. I will say um, I liked Angel, the character, better on Angel than I did at Buffy. I couldn't stand him. Yes. Buffy. Yeah, I, I heard like, that. Yeah. I, I, was a spy, I was a Spike person. So Spike, yay, Buffy and Spike. Did not <laughs> like, uh, you know, I didn't like Angel in in, in Buffy. I didn't like or literally in Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> but, so true. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, uh, but but when he got his own show, and then they took away that that like kind of like sappy drama between them, and it was just about him being a private detective and his new characters, then I really got into it. You know, got into him. Right. So I I, I kind of want to go back to your first loves. Okay. Your first love, you said, was Star Wars, right? That was the first thing, or was it Star Trek? Well, okay. So when I saw Star Wars the first time, I was like five, I think. And I was like in the back of a station wagon at a drive-in. And so it was, and it was like this kind of like, wow, what is this? You know, like, you know, space and explosions and everything. And I think that really kind of shaped me. It really <laughs> shaped my mind. Like, wow, this is really cool. There's like, you know, you know, people fighting and stormtroopers and Vader. And, and so I think that kind of shaped what I looked for in enter- entertainment. And so I did, I did love Star Wars. But I think it was when I was a little older and I started watching Star Trek. And it was, then I kind of almost feel like Star Trek was my first love because I was a little older, old enough to actually love something. You know, like really, and so I, I like Star Trek, Star Trek better because it's more mature. It's, it's you know like I like the way it's written, the themes, the um, the characters. But you know, I, I do I do really love both of them. Okay, so Captain reasons. Captain Kirk or Captain Picard. <laughs> You know, I, you know what? I okay, but see, here's the thing: in the original series, it wasn't Kirk that did it for me; it was Spock. So, if you say Spock or Picard, I'm going to say Spock. Say, <laughs> well, you know, I would Kirk say that Picard, too. Say, yeah, yeah. If you say Kirk or Picard, then I'm going to say Picard. You know. But, yeah. All right. Well, then, how about um, Worf or Chewbacca? <laughs> <laughs> for what? Uh, for like a dance partner or uh, for like dating or for like a pet? I mean, like what, what, what are we talking uh, about? Like, that's a good question. Um, I guess we didn't preface that. We didn't really preference that. Co-pilot. Yeah. Okay, like, co-pilot. But, but Worf isn't a co-pilot. Oh, he's yeah, not. He, You're right. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, too literal. <laughs> no, no. That's, that's what nerds but do. I think that's what Chibok, nerds and geeks do. We, was we, a we analyze stuff. More fun and cute character, I guess. I guess it would be like, like Sulu or Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Who would rather have the co-pilot, Sulu or Chewbacca? Mm, Sulu, I think. You know, just because George... Uh, George Dakai is really cool. And funny. Yeah, but we're we're not talking about the real actor. We're talking about the <laughs> Sulu. I, oh I think my! I, got, I think I got. I think I got to go with. I think I might have to go with Chewbacca in that one. And here's my, my reasoning: is like every Star Trek episode or movie that I've seen Sulu in, um, he kind of just flies straight. He doesn't really do too much. And 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 I, I feel like Chewie could. Well, he pilot. He co-pilots the Millennium Falcon, and I feel like he's. He could probably do a lot more behind the wheel than Sulu could. So if I had to get like a getaway guy to to pilot me out of some mess, I think I would go for Chewbacca. I mean, Chewbacca did it also in – he just did it in The Force Awakens. So I think I would go – if we're talking straight co-pilot, plus you could you know rip your arms off too. That too. Um, He would be a better sort of like partner to have around. But I will say this. I know two songs about Sulu. Are there any songs about Chewbacca? He doesn't need songs. <laughs> he doesn't need songs. He could he could play the drums with the arms that he rips off of you. That's true. <laughs> listen, listen. I choose Chewbacca because if Kirk died, Sulu would be like, "All right, well, oh well, 
I'll I'll take over the ship now. Yeah, he, like he he got his own ship eventually. But if Chewbacca, if you had Chewbacca and you die, he's he's gonna he's gonna revenge your death. He's gonna go after that son of a gun. That's true. He'll rip his arms off. He shot Han That's Solo's true. son in the gut. <laughs> <laughs> probably, yeah. He shot the he shot the guy that he probably changed diapers for when right? he was a kid. Like, that's it. You're dead yeah, to me. Yeah, you Literally. killed you killed Han. He got he got Kylo Ren's poop on his fur. You know. Oh, by the way, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. If you have not watched The Force Awakens by now, you're not really a fan. So. That's true. Exactly. That's true. <laughs> we, we we do have a we do I mean, have an ongoing of- ten year thing on right. on the podcast where we we don't have to say spoilers after ten years. But this is The Force Awakens, and judging by the box office numbers, everybody should have seen it by now. And it's on DVD by now. Even if, even if your excuse is, well, I can't afford to go to the theater, you know, I'm waiting for DVD. It's on DVD. How long has it been on DVD now? A couple few weeks? It's months, like maybe. Months, right? So you've had your chance to go to a friend's house, see it on DVD. Yeah, borrow it. You know, borrow what if, it. Um, something. What if you had that thing where, like, Drew Barrymore in 51st States where, like, you forgot every day? That would be awesome because that would mean I would experience Star Wars for the first time every yeah, time. And it wouldn't matter if we spoiled you because you'd forget again tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Would, right. Someone spoiled it for you. You'd be like, you son of a gun. And then I would the next love to be Drew Barrymore for a day just so I could watch the original trilogy <laughs> and get the, get the Darth Vader as Luke's father for the first time. <laughs> you just said so you'd awesome. like to be Drew Barrymore for a day. <laughs> I know, like, well, I Drew, Bar- <laughs> Drew Barrymore in, in 51st Dates for right. a day, not Drew Barrymore. The only problem is every time I try to watch TV, this guy's rubbing up on me. I can't watch my movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Okay, so um, let's see. I'm trying to go through the shows. So you're more of a TV type of person. Like, did you go see... Did you go see any of the Marvel? Are you like? Did you yeah. go see any of the Marvel movies? I didn't see the, la- the latest one yet, but I've seen them all. I've seen, like, okay, so you haven't Iron seen Man. Civil War. I haven't seen Civil War. You yet, should go see I Civil will. War. I will. Did you I see didn't. Batman v Superman? Um, I'm not that much. No, I'm not a big Batman person. Oh, I like really? Superman, and I like the Marvel comics. Um, well, that's good I'm, because because he's only Superman by name in that movie. That's right? not really yeah, Superman. I, so I don't, don't worry about yeah, that. Yeah, I know. And my my Superman is 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 uh, Reeves. Yeah, I mean Reeves, so. That's, yeah, you know that that's my Superman, the Oshuck Superman, and Batman. He's cool, but I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. Did you not uh, like the Nolan versions? Yeah. No, really. Yeah. Because it was too serious, or I guess so. Yeah, I guess I like a little bit of humor with my. You know, well, look, I like I like Buffy, I like Angel, I, I like Star Trek, and and Star Wars. Those those all have in common is that they all have a sense of humor. Right. 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 They all have some wit and humor, and I kind of like that. So I like the Marvel movies. Um, I don't really like like all serious action things where it's just sort of like mm. edge of your seat watching people fight and blast each other all all for two hours. Like I get bored. Right. It's, it's like okay, yeah, because it's just special effects, and it's like that's all I'm watching. It's like this is kind of cool. Yeah, I really like this display of special effects, but it, there's nothing. Really, you, know. you brought up a good point, uh, you know, because Vic and I we we watch everything, and uh, you brought yeah. up a good point about when stuff is dark and brooding all the time, it does get boring. I mean, you need yeah. that's why I think Marvel movies are working so well, is that they can integrate the the dark and brooding, but also have the humor yeah. as well, and and that's what makes humor those movies so successful. Yeah, character development, story. I mean, those are it, two big points yeah. that DC is yeah. failing right now that we we can't stand i'm kind of more like another thing not just humor but i'm also the kind of person that likes um science fiction that's like like intellectual science fiction i don't know if that's the right word like the, the like a star trek there was always like the uh the mission that the um 
the message. It was always the message, the mm-hmm. the lesson that I was trying to teach, and you know, and the, the, the things that try to make you think about make try to make you think about what it means to be human and you know, war and things like that. And I, I really like that kind of, you know, kind of sci-fi. Am I the only one who I've watched every Star Trek ever made, but am I the only one that loves Deep Space Nine more than all the other series? Like Deep Space Nine is my favorite Star Trek series. I think my roommate is, I think that's his favorite too. Because it's one, uh, it's one big seven year story arc. I mean, it's, it's amazing the way they integrate it. That is, it is good. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I did like the story. I did. I did like that because, like, that was one of the, the the things about the original series is that everything always reset back to you know the same. Like nothing ever changed. Well, because the next gen series, like the first, the first season was kind of shaky, but second, third, and yeah. fourth were amazing. Second and third were amazing. Yeah. But like, it's for nice me, to have a story arc. But yeah. for like Deep Space Nine, for me, it was like I thought it was the strongest, like consistently. You know, and and the characters yeah. all had arcs and development, and and then it all paid yeah. off in the end. You know, yeah, I like I like that. No, that, that was actually one of the things I liked about Angel is that like every single character changed drastically from the first season to the last season. I mean, they were, they had huge arcs. I mean, like I was so like, bummed when yeah, they canceled that show, man. I I, I went out and bought the comics because they kept going. It was like Angel <laughs> season six. Yeah, they kept kept it going. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and it was pretty good. I mean, and then Buffy different. season eight and nine, I think, kept going on comics as well. I, I couldn't yeah. keep up with those, but um, I just thought they had those brilliant character arcs. Did you like? Did you like the ending of Buffy? The the Buffy ending? Yeah, I think it was it was fine. It was you know, it was good. I mean, I, um, yeah, I think I think it was well done. You know, I I kind of. I loved the build-up to the whole yeah. final battle. I loved everything that happened. The, I think the the part for the part for me that I didn't like about the ending mm-hmm. was that <clears throat> I felt like, wait, you, there's another season, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like it kind of was like, well, I'm just gonna go keep killing vampires. I'm like, well, then give me another season. Um, so like, I that was the part that disappointed me. Where it wasn't like I like series finales that kind of just close out the story arc of everybody. Where as her yeah. story arc was like. It, it, there was another continuation of yeah. it. And there was always that promise of like, let's go to the movies and do it. I think the um, way they never, did it was the fact, I think they did it that way so that if it got canceled, whatever, and then if it kept going, they could keep going. Cause if you read the comics, um, they kept the story going. They, they started it right from where that stuff happened. And then they, in the ending of season seven, and then they keep it going and they introduce all this crazy stuff because in the comics you could do all, whatever you want. You know, and they had like a whole underground center, like all the women now in the world, all the ki- whatever are like vampire slayers. Yeah. And, you know, so yeah, it was like really that. cool, really cool stuff going on. Yeah, there. I would have loved to have seen that on TV, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give Joss Whedon a call. Sarah I, Michelle I, Gellar's not doing anything. I was hoping that she'd have kind of more appearances or some of the more of the characters would have more appearances on Angel after Buffy got canceled. But it didn't happen much. Oh, right. Yeah. But <clears> they did bring some of, them o- some of them over, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, they brought Spike over. That was good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, I did. I eventually did really like Spike. Um, I wasn't. I didn't have like a when because I, I watched it, it was already over. Yeah. But, so I didn't have like you know Spike or Angel kind of thing going on. I just it's took it as it girl. is. Yeah, Probably like, too. Ooh, Spike, sexy. <laughs> I like. I did like. You know? I do agree with you that I liked Spike a lot better in the show. Like I loved his story arc a lot yeah. better because he was so conflicted. Um, he was such a badass in the beginning, and then he yeah. he was conflicted with who he was exactly. at the end. Um, so he actually did the, change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he actually had a story arc, whereas Angel was like, 
all right, I get it. You're this thing. And yeah. And then it just was well, like, done. An angel was artificially changed. He was changed because he was given his soul back. You know? Right. And right. It didn't even seem like it was his original soul. <laughs> it was like some <laughs> random, random mopey, nice guy's soul back. And um, so that forced him to be nice. And then every time the soul went away, he turned into an evil bastard again. But Spike actually changed you know, even before, you know, he got the soul, you know, he just on his own, just, I mean, he did have like, the conditioning through the the chip, but but yeah. you know he just you know he kind of actually like you know wanted to be involved because you know, he was out of love and you know just circumstances he he changed. You know I, I was I've not, man it's been so long since I talked about Buffy so this is really great. <laughs> right. This is really great because I, I when I was just thinking like that was I I'm thinking back now to his story arc yeah. and how much I loved because Joss Whedon it was his baby and he did a lot of like the more iconic episodes too. And I was thinking about one of my favorite episodes. I don't know, if, and I can't remember if Joss Whedon actually did this episode, but it was the episode where Buffy's mom died. Oh, oh yeah. Funny. That was a heart That so episode powerful. was some of the best TV I've ever seen mm-hmm. in how they constructed yeah. their emotions. It went from, there was everything that you could, they touched every human emotion possible in a realistic fashion. In that mo- in, in that in that episode, very powerful. Yeah, yeah I mean, was, there was there was a part where I forget her name because it's been so long. It was the um, Z- uh, Xander was dating her at one point in time. Willow? No, not Willow. Um, uh, she died in the. Uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, yeah, um, uh, uh, yeah. Um, what uh, is her name? Yeah, uh, Anya. Anya. Oh, right, right. Where okay. she just like starts like she just starts flipping out or getting angry for no reason, yeah. and then at the end oh, she says yeah. something Why like, "Why do people die? Like, I don't understand." Yeah, she and was I was alive, like, "Oh my god!" This whole speech. Yes, can, yes, exactly. That, that I, not to go off on that, too much of yeah. a Buffy tangent, but that I just that awesome. I remember that yeah. I remember when she did that. I was like, "Oh my god!" Whoever wrote this episode yeah. gets it. They yeah. just got it, and it's buried under. Hey, this is Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but on that level, and so when he when Joss Whedon got you know, picked to do the Avengers movie. I was like, you could not have picked a better right. person to write a, a comic book movie or direct yeah. a comic book movie. Cause he just yeah. gets it. So. He gets characters, he gets women yes. and he gets characters yes. and he gets, uh, the good dialogue and witty banter and, and also the emotions. So he's, he's really good at that. Wit and irony. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he started on Roseanne. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. He, his first, okay. his first job was writing for Roseanne okay. and he would actually, his first, his first other job was also writing, um, he not his first job, but he was also a co-writer for the screenplay for the first Toy Story. So um, yeah, yeah, I didn't know about the Toy Story. But but yeah, yeah, he he's had some. He's his his parent. His I think his father was a writer. Yeah, so it was in his blood. So he just his background starts in in character development and and conversation. Then he moves on to everybody knows. What a cool show to start on on Roseanne, man. He started with George Clooney. That's crazy. <laughs> a future bad Batman. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we're going to get to the end of our our um, uh, our interview here. So we have something. Since I don't know if you know this, but you're Stephanie. But you're the you're the first interview ever on on Chew on this. So you're the inaugural first ever interview that we've ever done um, oh, on like the podcast. Done it, all the other ones are they're just the two of you. Just the Got two it. of basically just the two of us just talking the about us, yeah. whatever the top. Wow. Well, thank you. I'm honored. The top the topic. So we invented this thing called the big finish of an interview. So basically, these are a couple questions that um, that are just designed to give our listeners an idea about you know your thinking and of, of nerd and geek culture. All right. So the first question I have here is. What is your all-time favorite character, and it can be from any genre? All-time favorite 
I just I'm gonna say Spike just because we were talking about him. He's <laughs> on my mind right now. No. Okay. Spike. Nice. That's actually a good one. So okay. So then, if 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 Spike is your answer, then the follow up I have to that, um, if and this is this is a good one because you were just saying how much you love Spike. So if if Spike was your spouse, what would the biggest complaint about them be? About him be? He needs to just stop sucking my blood. You know, that's a <laughs> But the way that you said that didn't sound like a complaint. No, just, it, so did, you know. it, it just <laughs> did like not a, sound like a, like a mosquito bite. <laughs> yeah, it was like, all right, stop doing it, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> like that cartoon BJ, character, wanna, don't stop. BJ, don't you want to take? Yeah, BJ, you want to take the don't second question? Stop. Yeah. So, so what are you watching now as far as um, TV shows? Like, what what's your must watch uh, live or right after it's been recorded on DVR? What's your go to right now? Number one. Well, you know, uh, a lot of the stuff that I was really excited about is like on hiatus right now. So, I mean, I mean, can I go back a few couple months ago? A few months ago? Yeah, go, yeah, go so ahead. So I was I was uh, getting really into um, a, a dark matter. Um, that was kind of a new thing, you know, because it, it was very much like kind of a mix between Farscape and Firefly, and you know, I was getting into that. And um, and I mean, where could you find that? Dark Matter. Is that Sci-Fi Channel? Sci-Fi Channel. Okay. I've heard about yeah, that show. That was, I haven't, that was, I haven't that watched that it was, I mean, it's only one season, but it was looking like it was going to get really, really good, and it was, it was good so far. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's, you know, the stuff I'm watching now, I'm watching a lot of stuff now, but none of it, like, really super excites me, like the way, like, you know, the Farscape, Firefly, Star Trek, and all those mm-hmm. shows did. Um, you know, I watch Big Bang Theory. I watch Castle. I watch. Um, oh, bad news about Castle today. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, Bones. bad news. Like a, lot of, a lot of it's just sort of kind of stuff that's kind of good. And I, I used to really like Community. In a lot of ways, that was better than um, Big Bang Theory. Uh, but I mean, like, there's just nothing like, I don't know. I mean, there's I, I, Game of Thrones. And I'm trying to think if there's anything on right now where I'm like, oh, so excited this is on tonight. But it's just sort of like. You know, I have my stuff in my in my queue, and we come home and we sit down on the couch and watch way too much television. And, <laughs> um, awesome. and I, I, I was really getting. I was watching Expanse again. That's on. That's on hiatus right now, but uh, that looks like it's really good. I, I actually, I, I was really liking Expanse until I started reading the books, and then I started getting annoyed. I started. I went back and started watching them again. And I was like, oh, they changed everything. <laughs> not just like, not just in that expected way, because you know, like normally when you have the book to. TV, you expect some changes, but you expect change. You expect the characters to be basically the same. And they changed their personalities, and they were making them fight. And when they weren't fighting, and they like I don't know, got really annoyed with the stuff. That <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it more before that, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm just kind of I'm looking for the thing that really excites me. I mean, right? That's I think that's why I'm getting more into the audiobooks for uh, for the expand series right now because I'm kind of looking to fill in the the TV. Stuff. Gap that just isn't as exciting. Nice. And then plus, I've been busy. You know, I mean, I got this, this, you know, this show that I'm trying to put on in a couple <laughs> weeks. <laughs> my, fo- my focus has been a little off. You know, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, we have one last question. Yeah. Okay. So this one's usually, well, not usually, but this one might might stump people because <laughs> it always puts them on a, it would put them on the spot. So, uh, what's your top three movies of all time? Princess Bride. Nice. I like Princess Bride. I could, it's one of the ones I could watch over and over and over and over again. I love it. Um, yep. Um, Bicentennial Man. 
Oh, that's a different one. Yeah, I can watch that over and over and over again. Sweet. And uh, Star Wars. Star, the, which one? The original. The original? I mean, it's kind of like the original <clears throat> trilogy because like, it's sort of like one long movie. <laughs> wait i have a follow-up question to that because you said number one was star wars prequels yes or no no okay no just wanted to make sure the they, they, they don't count that's not that's not really star wars that's i'm just so glad you said no similar name and universe but it's not really star wars i'm so, so glad we said uh, no because i wouldn't have posted this podcast i've been like vic let's just cancel <laughs> yeah, like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> we're not uploading not this real, you know, yeah this you isn't know. we're not going on we're not going yeah, next sunday no. <laughs> <laughs> so so the last thing we want to do is um, we, we wanted to, for, for all of our guests that are going to come on to the podcast, we'd like to give them something special. And what we got for you, what, since you had told us beforehand that Star Trek was your major love, uh, your, your golden standard of the thing that you absolutely have to, to watch or whatever standard, it is. Yeah. <clears throat> so what we did was we got you a chew on this approved one of a kind or two of a kind ever made um, a uh, Star Trek communicator. Um, <laughs> so what it is, is it's, it's a Star Trek flip communicator. Um, as you can see the quality of it, it's, it's definitely sponsored and, and created from chew on this and <laughs> chew approved. Is there going to be a picture of this There's on the, flip. on the, uh, on the website? Yeah, we're going to take a picture of it. Okay, and, great. and what I want you to do right now, what I want you, what I want you to do is I want this you to, to what I want you to do is I want you to describe what you're actually looking at right now. <laughs> That as it just fell apart. <laughs> like, Did it really? It, like, like how you made it, or what it's supposed to be? Well, well, it's it's a Star Trek communicator. That's yeah, what it's, it's supposed, supposed to be. But it's it, it's it's a makeup case <laughs> with like communicator parts taped on, and it's it's, it's a good craft project. Yeah. Uh, and it, it apparently the sticker for the makeup still in the back. Yes. And it was, this used to be nude makeup. Yes. So what happened to the makeup? Um, I had to. <laughs> it was strategically and scientifically taken off so that. I, did you, did you donate it to someone's, you know, uh, I donated it to the trash pin underneath my job. At work. <laughs> um, but well done. Nice craft. And then as you can see, there's also, as yes. you can see, there's a string. So it's it, kind of like to, if instead of cabs, giving right? you cups, instead of giving you two cups taped together. Yeah. This is, this is what so it like is. So like I put it to my ear and you put it yours to your, can we like hear each other? Can we hear the ocean? Uh, what is that? What did that as a seashell, do? the seashells. The seashell thing, like you would you put the can to your ear. I don't know what I'm talking about. You could hear the Avon lady. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. So this is this is a one of a kind, Stephanie, and, and we hope you, that I'm you cherish bring, it. I'm going to bring this to Draglatic Expo and find a good good use for this at Draglatic Expo. Well, I hope you don't use that for communication because <laughs> there's a there's a distance. You not get, for nine one. You don't not get reception. <laughs> Past, uh, past the the string. Two, two and a half feet yeah. of string. I think this will be good for the comedy show. <laughs> I, think, I think they will write this into the script. I hope for the so. Comedy show. Don't forget who. Again, it's one of a kind. It it's is. it's it a is. chew on this approved memorabilia. That's great. I love it. I, I will cherish this forever and ever and ever. All right. Well, thank you, thank you so much, Stephanie, for appearing on Chew on This. We really appreciate it. We look forward to uh, going to the expo on uh, May 22nd. Uh, Can you tell us exactly, um, you know, in fact, just give us the specs on it, like when and where and what time and all that so our viewers know. May 22nd, which is a Sunday, 10 a.m. to uh, 6 p.m. at the West Sacramento uh, Civic Center, which is the community center and the city hall. You can get the tickets from the community center. And 10 a.m., not 8 a.m. is one of the 
flyers accidentally said that went out earlier. <laughs> 10 a.m. Don't show up at 8 unless you want to be put to work. Um, and $10 uh, for adults, free for kids 12 and under. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I really appreciate it. And we look forward to being th- being there. Yeah, intergalacticexpo.com. I should put that in there too. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thanks again, Stephanie. Thanks. Right. Excellent. Well, that was uh, episode 24 of Chew On This, a Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Dick. Chew on that until next time. Later. <laughs>